couple quick things I just recalled. I know maybe you're sick of hearing WrestleMania, but uh, today is April 5th, 2022. This is the most significant date in the history of my entire life. <laughs> or at least my wrestling fandom. Which, therefore, yes, it's the most significant date in my entire life. April 5th, 30 years ago. April 5th, 1992 was the day that WrestleMania 8 aired live on pay-per-view. I've probably discussed this before on the podcast, but it's 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 I can't believe it's 30 years since WrestleMania 8. 30 years ago. So back in the day, for those of you who don't know, the youngsters at home, I had to explain this to my kids. I was sitting in the drop-off line at school. We had 20 minutes. So I spent that whole time telling my 10-year-old how today is the 30-year anniversary of WrestleMania 8. And it's the most important day in my entire life. And then, you know, marriage and kids and all some other stuff. I don't know. But WrestleMania 8 is the, it's the big one. And uh, so I explained, and I'll explain to you, for those of you who are too young to remember... Back in the old days, before everybody had to have a converter box to get cable and all that stuff, um, and now nobody even has that because you all just we have smart TVs and streaming boxes and phones and computers and pads and things that just stream stuff. But back in the day, 1992, nobody had internet in their house, and it was all everything. Well, do you want to watch TV? Well, you got to have a TV and you got to have cable. And then it was before even like direct TV and all that stuff was really popular. So if you wanted satellite, tell it like there was some guy, some mechanic who lived in this big dirty compound out in the woods somewhere. And he had this big old humongous farmhouse. And he, my dad took his old Oldsmobile station wagon to this guy for some reason. I don't know if he got, it was recommended to him or something. This old guy, just this big fat dirty old guy. This big old farmhouse with just cars and trucks stripped out, like all over, just like just real rednecky. And he had the big, huge, giant satellite dish. He probably had a couple of them out in the front lawn. And you you knew when you were driving around places where people didn't have access. You know they didn't they didn't put you know the cable the cable for cable TV. It's why it's called cable TV. There's literally a cable. And if you are, if they don't run the cables out to where you live, you're not going to have cable TV. You need, you know, you need an antenna or you need a satellite dish or something. And uh, I remember my aunt Carolyn and Uncle Pete moved out to in the middle of Nowheresville, uh, beautiful, beautiful out in New York, off 88, out in uh, Stanford, New York. It was gorgeous out there. It was so nice. I loved, you know, we'd have a Sunday, you know, family drive, the grandparents, and we'd all pile into my dad's car and drive out there and have a little Sunday afternoon, Sunday dinner. It was only, I don't know, it was an hour away, something like that. And it's, but you drive around this area and every single house has a humongous satellite dish, if not multiple ones. And of course now I'm sure those places either they, they all have cable or they all have a, you know, dish or direct TV, or let's be honest, most likely they just like everybody else, they have internet and they watch TV on the internet. Um, but anyways, back in the day, most of us had cable TV and you could, you didn't need a set top box. You didn't need a converter box to watch cable TV, but you needed it for certain things. One of the things you needed it for 
was to order pay-per-view. Movies, sporting events, concerts, whatever they had on pay-per-view, you needed a set-top box, a converter box. And for some, we, we had a converter box when we lived at, uh, at our previous residence. And then when I was six, we moved to a new house. And that house was, it's crazy. This is, this is 1986. We didn't have cable. We went from having cable, HBO, Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, all my shows, all my channels, all of it gone. And now we have what I would say was 6, 10, 13, and 23, and 45. CBS, ABC, NBC, PBS, Channel 17, uh, Channel 23, Fox, and Channel 45, which is, you know, the, the whatever, whatever you call it now. It was like WPIX, you know. No, it wasn't. No, Channel 11's PIX. We lost that too and we didn't have cable. I was so bummed because PIX out of New York was where you – that was another opportunity to watch like Transformers because Fox would have Transformers on after school or whatever the channel was. And then and then Channel 11 would have Transformers like an hour later. It was great. So you watch you know, double cartoons. And now I'm down to no cartoons. And and then one day I saw spray paint out in the front of the road, and it was it meant that like this is where the cable is going to be installed underneath underground. This is where the dig the dig site is to put the cable. Oh, we're gonna have cable. We're gonna have cable. And we finally had cable. <sighs> Somewhere it wasn't long to me. It felt like decades. It might have been honestly six months that we didn't have cable. I don't really remember. I feel like it was maybe just the following summer. It was a very exciting day. But when we got cable, there were things that we had when I was a kid that we didn't, uh, we didn't have anymore. My parents didn't spring for the Disney Channel anymore, which was okay because back then the Disney Channel really was, it really was just for babies. I mean, it was like real little kid stuff, occasional you know, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck cartoons and stuff, but it was okay. A Disney Channel I can live without. We got Nickelodeon, great. We got this, we got all the channels. All right, good, good, good. But we no longer had a box. And I thought, okay, well, maybe they don't, you don't need them anymore. And then I tried to order the 1992 Royal Rumble, and we couldn't order it because the cable company said, no, you need a converter box. Because the reason you need a converter box is if you tuned to the pay-per-view channels, which I think was, there was only one. There was only one or two pay-per-view channels, and then there was, like, the Spice channel, which was just porn. <laughs> and uh, I think there were, like, the pay-per-view movie channels, and then there was, like, the in- on-demand or in-demand, uh, the live event channel, which is where you would order the boxing pay-per-views and wrestle- wrestling pay-per-views and concerts and things like that. And, uh, and then there was, the por- there was the Spice channel for porn. But back in those days... If you didn't have the converter box, you could just tune to that channel on your TV, on your TV tuner, channel 60 or something like that, 99, I forgot what it is, but uh, <laughs> you would turn to that channel and it was all scrambled, it's scramble vision. And so it's just squiggly lines and you couldn't make it, you know, occasionally you could like, you know, if you're watching the Spice Channel, occasionally you'd see a boob. <laughs> Wrestling, if you were listening to, if you were watching a scrambled wrestling pay-per-view, occasionally you could see, like, there was one time for like a split second it came in and I could see Big Boss Man swinging Mr. Perfect around the ring at WrestleMania 7. And so my plan, but, but you, could, you couldn't see it, but you could hear it perfectly. The audio wasn't scrambled. The video was. 
And so you could hear it. So it's like, you know, I would just, I remember again, WrestleMania 7, I would just put it on and listen to the scrambled uh, broadcast of WrestleMania 7. I remember sitting and watching it with my dad and watching Mr. Perfect be thrown around by his hair by the big boss man. I just, I just remember that match and then screaming like, oh, Andre the Giant's here, Andre the Giant. And uh, so that was cool. So my plan, though, for WrestleMania 8, we tried ordering the Royal Rumble a few months before that. We were unsuccessful because we didn't have a converter box. And then I'm so stupid, I didn't realize until later that it was taking place down the road in Albany, the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. And I, if I had just become a fan like a month earlier, I would have had tickets and we would have been going to the Royal Rumble. Ah. Anyway, so for WrestleMania 8, I said, okay, I realize we're not going to be able to order this on pay-per-view because we don't have a converter box. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my nice fancy stereo that I got for Christmas, my seat, my boom box. I'm going to plug audio cables from the audio output of the TV to the audio input of, the, of my stereo. I'm going to get some fresh blank cassette tapes, and I'm going to tape the audio of WrestleMania 8. So I can't see it, but I can put it in my Walkman or I can put it in my with the stereo headphones. Every night when I go to bed, I can just listen to WrestleMania 8. And so, so I tuned to the pay-per-view channel. I almost want to say it was 45. Anyway, I don't, I can't remember. I wish I could remember. So I tuned to the pay-per-view channel and it's not scrambled, but it's the pre-show. It's the 30 minute countdown show. Sean Mooney's giving you the preview of everything leading up to WrestleMania. So I'm like, okay, well that makes sense. They want us to buy WrestleMania, so of course they're going to give us the the countdown show for free. Why would they scramble that? Because that's what, you know, they want us to watch this and then get psyched for the pay-per-view and then order it. So, okay. So then I said, well, shit, I'm going to put in a, I don't care. I'll tape anything. I'll just, I so I popped in a VHS tape and hit record just to tape, just to, just to be able to watch the countdown show for WrestleMania was exciting for me. And so I'm recording it, and then the countdown hits zero, and I've got my cassette tape running, and I fully expect to just like have it go to scramble vision any minute now, any second. And it doesn't. And it's, you know, Vince, welcome to WrestleMania, a double main event, the immortal Hulk Hogan versus Sid Justice, and the Macho Man versus Ric Flair. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, it makes sense. Maybe they're not going to turn it off just yet. They want to give us maybe just a little taste of WrestleMania, just a couple minutes so we can see the excitement of the big stadium and and see, you know, what it looks like and just be like, I've got to order this. And so it's uh, so it cuts to Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan and they're opening, welcome to WrestleMania, welcome to the Hoosier Dome, you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then Reba McIntyre sings the national anthem. It's still not scrambled. I'm saying, well... It's Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. Maybe they're, you know, for patriotic reasons, they're going to let us all watch the national anthem. We're, we're still not getting any wrestling matches for free. There's still not really any, like, you know, nobody's paying, no offense to Reba McIntyre, but nobody's paying to see her sing the national anthem. It's just a nice, uh, it's a nice thing. Okay, she finishes national anthem. Here comes El Matador, Tito Santana, heading out to the ringside area. I'm like, okay, all right, it's going to cut off any second because now we're actually wrestlers are coming out. They're not going to give us a wrestling match for free. Shawn Michaels comes out. Okay. And then the bell rings and the match starts. 
And I'm like, all right, all right, well, any second now, they're just going to... And now I'm like, okay, I get it. You're going to give us like a minute of this match. And I'm going to say, oh, but I want to see the rest of this match. And I want to see more matches. And I'm going to order, dad, mom, go up a pay-per-view. We get the whole match. It ends. Shawn Michaels wins. Okay, wow. And I'm still taping this on my VHS tape. I'm like... All right, we just got a full WrestleMania match for free. That's incredible. Next match, Jake the Snake versus Undertaker. Out they come, and they start wrestling. And I'm saying, okay, I get that maybe they'd give us a match for free, but I'm starting to think that somebody <laughs> forgot to turn off the the de-scrambler or turn on the scrambler or unscramble the non-scrambled scramble thing. And so... Undertaker, Tombstones, Jake the Snake on the arena floor, pins in one, two, three. We've now gotten two WrestleMania matches for free without having a converter box. Okay, and I'm still taping it, you best believe. Next match, whoa, this is a big one. Intercontinental champion Rowdy Rowdy Piper defending against the former champ, Bret the Hitman Hart. Meanwhile, I'm calling Shimo every two minutes. Like, yo, you're not going to believe this. I got WrestleMania. It's on my TV. And he's like, do you think your dad would have just ordered it as a surprise? And I'm like, yeah, that's definitely something he would do. But if he was going to surprise me, he would have told me about it (laughs) instead of just assuming that I'm going to turn on WrestleMania. I don't think anybody ordered this. I think this is just a mistake. And he was like, ah, shit. I'm like, it's not doing that on your thing? Joe has a a cable box at this point. Maybe Joe didn't even have cable. There was a time where he didn't have cable. Shimo, I can't remember. But either way, he doesn't have WrestleMania. I have WrestleMania. So then I'm, I'm calling him like, ah, Bret Hart just beat Rowdy Piper for the Intercontinental title. I've gotten three free matches. And then he's, and then Joe's like, you don't have to call me. You don't have to call me to tell me everything about this. I'm like, all right, see ya. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man. So, so then, and then there's an eight-man tag. Bossman, Duggan, Slaughter, Virgil. Versus Mountie, Repo Man, Nasty Boys. I'm like, all right, this is too much now. They give us three matches. We saw a title change. Bret Hart wins the Intercontinental title. It's enough. They're going to cut this any second. The whole eight-man tag takes place. That finishes up. And I'm saying, uh, that's four matches now. We've seen four matches for free, and I've been taping this whole thing. Next up, Ric Flair versus Macho Man Randy Savage, WWF title. Oh, there's no chance. It's definitely, they're not going to give us this match. If they're giving us this match, somebody has no idea what's going on, and they fucked up, and we're getting WrestleMania for free, and we shouldn't have. Guess what we got for free? The entire Ric Flair, Randy Savage match. Savage rolls up Flair. He had a handful of tights. He had a handful of drunks. Anyway, Savage is the new champion. Flair kisses Elizabeth Savage, goes bananas. It's pandemonium in the Hoosier Dome. Uh, and then that, and then it's, and then they used to have like an intermission. So it like cut, it said, you know, WrestleMania will return. And then it had like a 20 minute countdown, which I'm so pissed because if they didn't have that, we could have gotten the next match in its entirety too. But um, so then it shows, you know, during the intermission, it's showing like you know it's hyping up for uh, for Hogan Hogan versus Sid and all this stuff and okay, and then out comes uh, you know the lump the Lumbia Native Americans are doing their dance and Tatanka comes out and he's 
He's about to square off against Rick the Model Martel. And just as Tatanka is hitting the posts and doing his, you know, his Native American salute and all that stuff and uh, doing the war dance and everything. And then it like, boop, boop. Oh, wait a minute. And then it came back and then boop. And now it's gone. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, somebody, somebody figured it out and they just flipped the switch and now it's scrambled again and we're not going to get the rest of WrestleMania for free. But you know what? The rest of WrestleMania 8 stunk. Who cares about Tatanka and Martel? Natural Disasters versus Money Corp. Who cares about that? Skinner versus Owen Hart was like two seconds long. Sid versus Hogan was a terrible match. Absolutely horrendous match. The only big thing was the return of the Ultimate Warrior. So I, all I did, so I'm like, okay. So I stopped the tape. I didn't record the, actually, I think I did record the rest of it. But, uh, you know, who cares? It's over. We've seen the best of WrestleMania 8. And I went and I sat in the basement and I, uh, we had an old TV down there and I sat and I listened to the rest of WrestleMania 8. I listened to the return of the Ultimate Warrior. But it didn't matter. I now have a VHS copy of the first five matches of WrestleMania 8, the, the best part of WrestleMania 8. And I watched that tape. I can't even tell you how many times I watched over and over and over and over. How many times, like I still... Uh, Reba McIntyre was on, like, was she on the Grammy? She was on the Oscars. She was on something the other day. And I said, boy, can Tito's sister belt one out? And the wife and kids looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I had to explain to him because Reba McIntyre sang America the Beautiful to kick off WrestleMania 8. Then El Matador, Tito Santana, comes out. And Bobby Heenan said, boy, Tito's sister can really belt one out. Hey, Monsoon, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, that's that's Tito Santana's sister. That's Ariba McIntyre. <laughs> Will you be serious? <laughs> Jesus Christ, how great was wrestling back then? You got to hear Bobby Heenan and Gorilla fucking Monsoon. Heenan making those jokes. Oh my God, there's nothing, nothing like Bobby Heenan. Nobody like. There's just never going to be. Um, it's just so fucking good. And I just, I saw Reba McIntyre on something and she looks gorgeous. She's like, hasn't even, she's aged backwards since in 30 years since WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, she's in her sixties. She was in her thirties then, but back then she looked like she was in her sixties and now she looks like she's 30, 40. Uh, anyway, cause people looked old 30 years ago, no matter what age they were. If you're over like 18, you look like an old person. Um, <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, I still I still quote those. Yeah. Uh, I don't think The Undertaker ever had a friend. Except Paul Bearer. Oh, man. Jesus. Anyway, I just wanted to celebrate. It's WrestleMania, 30-year anniversary of WrestleMania 8. The fucking still my favorite WrestleMania just because of the feelings I get when I watch it. Are there better WrestleManias? Yes. Is that my favorite WrestleMania? Yes, because that's the moment. I was slowly getting into being a wrestling fan and getting that. And then, and then I went to school the next day and found out that like, if you lived in a certain neighborhood that had that cable system, everybody got the same thing for free because they just forgot to switch off the, the scramblies or turn on the scramblies. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's been 30 fucking years, and I'm still watching this shit. 30 goddamn years later, here I am talking about WrestleMania 38. Oh, my God. 
Anyway, special moment, special day. Uh, it's a, it's, I wish I could go back and feel that for the same, for the first time. I kind of feel like I do every time I put on WrestleMania 8, I'm transported back to 1992. Oh man. I was telling, I was telling my youngest too, I'm like, 1992. You know what shows were still on in 1992 at this time? The Cosby Show, The Golden Girls. Johnny Carson was still on the air for another month. Uh, Saturday Night Live had like Dana Carvey and John Lovitz and oh my God, Phil Hartman and all these guys. And uh, anyway, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Oh my God. And I was in sixth grade and my oldest child is in sixth grade now. And it's crazy. It's just fucking flying by. Uh, I feel like I had something else to say and I've completely forgotten it, Uh, but I have to go. There it is, WrestleMania 8, the 30-year anniversary. Uh, unlike WrestleMania 10, there are still some matches where both of the competitors are alive. Unfortunately, I think there's somebody in every match who is dead. Sensational Sherry, Paul Bearer, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Big Boss Man, Ray Combs, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, Mr. Perfect, Miss Elizabeth, all dead. Uh, oh, Tatanka and Rick Martel, still alive. Earthquake's dead. Owen Hart, of course. No longer with us. Hogan and Sid still alive. Papa Shango still alive. Jimmy Hart or uh, or Harvey Whippleman, I should say, still alive. Ultimate Warrior was part of that match, though. At the end, he's no longer with us. And of course, Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon, rest in peace. The greatest, the greatest commentary duo. No, nothing can compare. Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler, great. They've got lots of great duos. Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura were great. Uh, I liked Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler as well. Um, lots of good stuff. Nobody, nothing will come close to Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Just like I don't like, there's going to be no other John Madden, you know, there's no other Vin Scully. There's no other blah, 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 whatever. Uh, so that's it. What a, what a day 30 years ago. It's maybe not necessarily a good thing because wow, what an, what an obsession, what an unhealthy obsession with pro wrestling. All right. We'll talk to you later. Right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. If you have the Peacock, or the Cock as I call it, go watch WrestleMania 8. Anybody who has the Peacock channel, Peacock Network, you can watch WrestleMania 8. Do it in honor of, of, of me and all the great fans who have been watching since 1992, brother. Later, Gators.